James, I'm shocked that you've never had a churro. Yes, I, apparently that's something that a lot of people are shocked by, that I have never had a churro. I know what they are. Well, now you've had a churro. Well, now I've had a churro, but it was a very disappointing churro where, you know, I'm picturing the stick, the lightsaber looking, you know, fried dough type thing. And all the buildup for this churro, there was so much buildup more for this churro than the Epcot and Disney Springs experience itself. That when I did get the churro and it was in little tater tot bits Tater tot churros. Yeah, it came in like a little plastic, not pla- a paper yeah. like thing. And we got it in Mexico and that was supposed to be the best spot to get them at, at uh, Epcot. And it was disappointed and I was crunching away, crunching away. And that's not how they were <laughs> supposed to be. Uh, sometimes. They were overcooked and just chopped up to. Well, sometimes, James, whatever. churros are small and they're sometimes they're big. But I did hear from someone that we we're going to have on this episode that Magic Kingdom is a great place uh, to get those churros, those ones that I was envisioning when, you know, all this buildup of, oh, you've never had a churro. Okay, well, first of all, I did not sound like that. Other people may have sounded like that, but you'll have a chance at redemption. I will. And welcome back, everyone, tuning in this week, episode 88 of Double Hot Beat, when we are going to take the pulse of the beer and brewing scene of Epcot in Disney Springs, Florida. Woo woo for all you Disney fans out there. And I'm James, a home brewer and craft beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate and not a churro expert, but a churro churro lover of all kinds. And yes, today we'll be talking about James's recent trip to Orlando, Florida, and some of his top drink spots around Epcot, Disney Springs, and a special brewery. And we're going to be joined by a very special guest this week who showed James around Epcot and Disney Springs. He is a former Disney cast member, Brandon. And my friend, Brandon. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'd also like to take accountability for the bad churro experience for James. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you were, I think, as disappointed, if not more disappointed than I was, because you're like, well, this is a fail. You'll never trust anything I say. But every other recommendation you've made was spot on on the trip. And I do want to say that we finally got you on the show. You've been an avid listener since we started, and we finally found an avenue for you to join us. So I'm glad to have you on. Glad to be here. I'm glad I've never spoken ill of you on this podcast. I did not know you listened. <laughs> Well, there's always oh, time to start. <laughs> Starting today. Starting today. Okay, so on this trip that I was able to take to Epcot in Disney Springs, while I was there at Epcot, this was during the Flower and Garden Festival. So a lot of people would be super excited about that. Me, you know, I flowers, take them or leave them. But the one good thing about this festival is the extra perks that come with a festival at Epcot that our guest Brandon will talk about. But a quick talk on some of the rides and attractions, because I know some of you are planning to do some trips to Epcot or Disney Springs. Again, there's no rides. Well, I don't know if you would say there's any rides at Disney Springs. But Brandon, what would you recommend to people for just very quick on any top rides or attractions that you would recommend? Well, specifically Epcot, I would say, which we got to experience, Cosmic Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which is a fun indoor roller coaster. It's much or less like Space Mountain, except there's a few twists and surprises on that attraction that I did not want to spoil for anybody. 
um, their test track, which is almost like you build your own car and then you get to do the simulation to see how your car, sim car did. And it's fast and it gets as fast as 64 miles an hour. It's a fun little ride. And last but not least, uh, Soren, which is a simulated type ride that takes you around the world in various locations. That sounds cool. I haven't been to Epcot since, I don't know, I was like six or seven years old. So, And that was like me. The last time I was at Epcot was the act. The only, I think, ride that was there was the ride that's in the actual dome of the Epcot that you picture with Epcot. And we did get to ride that, and it wasn't as thrilling as I remember it. <laughs> but I am glad that we got to experience the cosmic rewind big guardians of the galaxy fan big marvel fan so for me that ride was the most important part for me to to go to epcot and to experience that ride of must-have ride so brandon on that ride again like you can't just go and ride it which i think is so unique if you haven't been to disney or any of the theme parks um recently on just you can't just wait in line and go in it, at least at the moment. So what was the tip that you did and how did you actually get us to be able to get on that ride? Well, knowing how important it was for you to get to ride it and no, being an annual pass holder, I knew that to get on that ride, you need to do it. You need to join a virtual queue. So at 7 a.m., they open up this virtual queue that you need to be spot on at 7 a.m. Once you join that queue, they will give you a time to come back at boarding group number for you to come back and enjoy that attraction. I forget the number of group we were in, but I believe it was like, once the park opened, it was like 200 minutes. And then we waited in line. Once we got through the attraction, we waited in line for about 30 minutes. And that's the only way to enjoy that attraction. So I would give for anybody tips, be up early, be ready at 7 a.m., get on your computer and join that virtual queue. Yeah, and I think you were even like, attempting to do it like refreshing the page before right maybe like 30 seconds before seven and you were just refreshing the page just to make sure that you got in right at seven yes and i definitely suggest doing it on the app as opposed to the computer because it may be a little more tricky which you wouldn't believe this it may be a little bit more tricky to do it on the computer as opposed to the app on your phone yeah yeah and i think the great thing too is for that ride once we once you know it kept going up and down the time i think it kept fluctuating by what 30 minutes to an hour of it was either bumping us back 30 minutes to an hour and i think at one point it moved us up 20 minutes yeah so that's why i would say once you've made once you've gotten into the virtual queue my best suggestion would be get to the park because you're absolutely right you never know what could happen in terms of hey they might be going very smoothly and it may be closer to the time and it may fluctuate to where it diminishes by 10 minutes or 30 minutes. And of course, it can go up by however many time, minutes just due to a breakdown or just, you know, whatever's happening with the ride. Yeah. And I think the best tip that you gave was like, let's get to the park right at gate open. The best crowd management don't have to deal with the heat as much in Florida right when it's early. It was really gorgeous. It was probably like 70s. There was no lines for anything. So we were able, while we were waiting for our queue that we already had the spot for Cosmic Rewind, we were able to hit some of those other big rides or more quote-unquote popular rides while we waited before we went into the countries, which I didn't think opened until, what, 11? Correct. Yeah, so we were able to hit Soarin'. We were able to do Test Track. And I think 
those were the main two ones that you said could get pretty lengthy as the day went on. So those were the top three rides that I enjoyed. And then we also went on what I call the Land of the Boring. Another What's Disney that? fan uh, recommended this ride. It's called, what, the Living with the Land? Yeah, very good. And this is more of a Willy Wonka, if his boat ride through the Candy <laughs> Mansion, like, broke down and he was just gliding, like, the boat was just slowly coasting through the different rooms of Willy Wonka's factory with, like, old, outdated, like, animatronics and, like, probably, like, what Disney was like. Animatronics. Whatever. Yes. You know what? I, I'm here to drink beer. You know, I'm not a big, you know. I was going to say, Disney so how fan. long did it take for you to start drinking? Uh, and I mean, at this point, we were cold sober. I mean, maybe a couple of beers would have helped that ride. Right, Brandon? I wholeheartedly agree. But the one cool part about that ride where, you know, we were kind of kidding with, I was like, oh, like, is there ever a line for this? And the lady in front of us turns around and is like, yeah, no, there's never a line for this ride. And the guy next door was just like having the worst time ever. And Brandon's trying to make light of like the situation and, oh, well, you know, look at the buffalo over there and look at this. And like this guy <laughs> in front of us was just like, get me the hell off this ride. And But the one cool thing about that ride, I do have to, well, I'm not even going to call it a ride. The one good thing about that is it does help manage time. So if you do have time to kill, it does give you something to look at. It keeps you kind of cool because you're not out in the sun. But the coolest part of that attraction was probably the second half of it that shows their hydroponic plants and growing sustainable like fish. And it, that part was really cool. And edible flowers. That part was probably the coolest thing about that ride where they could have just skipped that first whole half and made it more about that. And I think Brandon and I actually made the comment to you of they could have moved that to the front part of the ride and then have the end of the ride be like all Buffaloes? brewing ingredients. <laughs> no, all brewing ingredients. Oh. <laughs> and then at the end, you get off the little boat and then they hand you a beer from their own garden, like so, the stuff they grow. After they check your ID and at, create yeah, a at, backlog right. of people? Sure. <laughs> I mean, there, I don't think at the rate this ride, this attraction goes, I don't think there would be a line because it's just that slow. Well, there would be a line for this ride if people got free beer at the end. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's that's the trick. What do you think, Brandon? You think that's a good, a good suggestion? I think it's a good suggestion. Honestly, I would tell anybody there's actually a tour of the part that you just spoke of, like the good part. I would tell someone just go pay for the experience there at the tour just because you're right. You're wasting your time <laughs> doing the everything else. It sounds like while you were on that ride, you were brainstorming ideas for a beer theme park. I, I was. I really was, and that would be so cool. Now, the last thing I want to mention with rides and attractions, because this is a home brewing and beer podcast, so I don't want to spend too much time talking about rides and attractions. There's plenty of Disney podcasts out there and experts like Brandon and that could uh, Ooh, guide you're an you. Expert you're now. an expert now. You're a previous cast member, but you're an expert uh what i would say is for cosmic rewind that's a ride that you definitely don't want to have a few before you're on it because you will be spinning it was the most fun i've had on a ride i'd say it's top two of my favorite rides of all time and that's any theme park that includes universal this is a must ride and it was just a blast and what song was playing for us not to give too much away but there was different songs that can play based on just the roll of the dice, I guess, for what cart you get. But what was the song, Brandon, that played? Uh, 
song was song that. It's actually funny, James, because we actually had a beer. Oh, that's uh, right. Oh, right. That is and right. I got nervous. I got nervous. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> probably, this is probably not a good idea. That is right. But you know what? Like, we did have time to kill, and we'll get to that spot where we had that beer. But was it come and get your love? No, this no, was conga. Conga. Come oh. on, get your conga. I don't know. It was a perfect fitting song for this like ride. Like Gloria Stefan? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and That's awesome. it was amazing. And even the queue was so cool. Like, I think you said, like, it was like a total of 30 minutes after our time, our group was called that we were just going through the queue, like the line. But they made it so interactive of like the theming and everything. I was just blown away by this ride. And it was a good, I would say it was a good amount of time for the ride, too. It wasn't like test track that it was a little short for the ride. So if I was waiting for like an hour for that ride, I would have been like, ooh, like that wasn't really worth it. But since we mm-hmm. had no lines, you know, that was perfect it worked awesome so going into now the drink portion of epcot to start off do you have any tips for finding a good drink at epcot or what kind of way what kind of approach would you take to drinking at epcot well since the countries do not open at 11 um there are certain spots that are we call them rope drop opportunities so what i mean by rope drop is be there right when they open and I know we're going to talk a little bit about this place that we went to our first stop to get a beer. That is a location that I would definitely rope drop for because as the day wears on, it will just get more busy and there'll be, as you saw in the place that we went to, it was small. So you can imagine a ton of people filled in there to the point where you're like, okay, well, I can't, how do you, you have to fight your way to the bar where if you wanted to stay hanging in there to grab a table, otherwise you're going in there and you're, trying to fight the crowd, grab a beer, and then hit the road, so to speak. So you really got to have, I would ask anybody and say, hey, where's the spot to go if I want a good beer or drink? So I would go directly to that. Other places, I mean, it's tough because we were part, we went to Epcot during a festival. So there were all these little mini carts around the World Showcase that open at 11. So you could walk around and kind of just treat yourself all the way around and call it a day to where the point where you're not having to fight people to get to a certain spot. Yeah, and I think the great thing too, like you mentioned with the festival, was all those little market or kiosk type things that you could just grab a small something to eat or drink, and they all were very unique to the festival as well. They all tried to have something connected with the theme of the festival, which I think was really cool. But I guess let's just start where we had that first drink because that's kind of like the first spot we went before the countries, but technically it was in a country. So for the United Kingdom, Rose and Crown Pub was where we had that first beer. And I know this is a very top probably five of all the Disney lists that I've seen for Epcot of must go to so that you were spot on with that. And talk about what beer you got. Uh, So I got the half and half, which is half heart lager and half Guinness stout. The thing I liked most about that beer is a lot of times when you have a beer, there's that sharp bite to it, depending on the, obviously depending on the type of beer you're getting, especially with Guinness. But this beer was so smooth. To me, it was just like juice. So it was going down easy. It was refreshing, especially in the hot Florida sun. And I could, it's funny because after we went to Cosmic, I could have went right back and grabbed another one because it was that good. 
Yeah, and I think you had even mentioned the creaminess that like, and you were shocked by how they were able to float the stout on the top. And I was like, oh yeah, you can do that at home too. If you have like a big tablespoon and like everyone around me is like, wait, you can make one of those at home. And I'm like, yeah, you can. And it was just a great beer too. I ended up having their regular house black and tan, which is almost identical to that, but just swapping out what beer under underneath the Guinness is. And again, it's a nice lighter ABV beer. So you're talking 4%. So it's something light. So you don't have to worry about having a heavy IPA before you're going to go on that cosmic rewind. Uh, You don't want to be that guy or girl. Uh, Trust me, you don't want to do it, especially in a ride like this where there is a queue. But you did warn me, Brandon, that they literally have like the bathroom right afterwards. And you see people like walking off and they're all dizzy. And I'm like, I was just totally fine and i was amazed by that is that a low-key yeah, brag <laughs> it was a low-key brag yeah. because i'm like shan's not gonna believe that i wasn't even like dizzy and yeah yeah i will say about our first beers i think it gets lost in just alcoholic drinks so obviously in a lot of alcoholic drinks not beer there's a mixology aspect to it so for me when us having these beers it was a very interesting take on hey Mixology can actually happen with beers, and this was just a unique way of showing that the different ways that hey, beer can be mixed and be just as fun as you know getting a getting a uh, old fashioned somewhere. Right, exactly, and they also did have single malt and Johnny Walker flights as well. Um, those have been like one of the top things to get at the Rose and Crown Pub, and you can also one of the things I liked is you don't have to actually have your drink inside the building the entire time you can take it to go like they give it to you in just a cup that you can walk around the park with which i wasn't really accustomed to so i was like oh wait we can we can take it outside it's florida james anything goes down there yeah i guess so (laughs) not like the liquor laws in massachusetts as long as i'm not standing by you know a body of water drinking that beer with my back to the water where you know you know some crocodiles might eat me (laughs) okay i was very concerned crocodiles yeah. Gator. Alligators. Gator. <laughs> he kept saying crocodile. Gator. Gator. Well, you know what? You know what the difference between a crocodile and an alligator is, Brandon? Too many teeth. The spelling. The spelling. Okay. Dad joke. There we go. <laughs> Threw it in there. Okay. So we had that first beer. Then we did the Cosmic Rewind. And then after that, we were... The countries opened up. We had gotten our rides and attractions done with, so we could kind of just enjoy the different countries, get some food, get some drink. And so we started in Mexico. And I would recommend that, again, I would say go to the Rose and Crown pub first for, like you said, the the rope drop. And, again, that's something where you can just have one beer just to walk around as you're waiting for things and it's also air conditioned which is nice so you could cool down if it was a hotter day so mexico the margarita line was longer than any of the other lines that i saw throughout the entire epcot whatever experience experience (laughs) um and not only they weren't only getting just the regular margaritas they were getting the frozen margaritas and i'd say that's the way to go is to get one of those frozen margaritas to cool you off and again i don't like tequila so because tequila makes your clothes come off (laughs) (laughs) no i don't think so i just i just don't like the flavor of tequila i'm just well if you get frozen margarita then you can get second drink so it's obviously the way to go 
Yeah, unless we Brandon took me to to this beach bar that they had their own signature for Cinco de Mayo, their own signature shot, which had tequila in it, but it was a certain type of tequila where they said you won't actually taste tequila. And I did not taste (laughs) it, and it was good. Okay. But uh, that was off property, so we're not going to mention that place. But so margaritas, also Mexican lager they had, and that was where I had the disappointing churro, unfortunately. (laughs) And again, I kind of turned to you, Brandon. I was like, is this... Obviously, the you know it's not the stick version, but I was like, is it supposed to taste like this? Like, is it supposed to be hard as a rock? And you're like, no, definitely not. You like tried one, and you were like trying to be polite and finish it. Yeah, my heart, Shannon, my heart broke for him because I was like, this, this, this is a fail, epic proportion, a horrible representation of churros. Yeah, and at that point, you were one and one because you had the early rope drop. You had the Rosen Crown. You had the, you got us on Cosmic Rewind. So I was like, you know what? I'll give the kid a break. (laughs) (laughs) He's my friend. You know, I'll give him a break. I'll give him a break on this one. But then we made up for it in Germany, which was probably one of my favorite countries to visit Epcot. And I do vaguely remember Epcot. What did I say that wrong? <laughs> vaguely, whatever. Like you're an old English woman. I vaguely remember. So Germany, they had the giant pretzel that was ginormous. Giant being capital G, and they also had potato pancakes, which seemed a lot of people to get. But I wasn't in the mood for a potato pancake at that point in time. They had what was called the beer in market farmers market stand, which had beer flights for ten dollars which included the Bitburger Premium Pilsner from Rhineland, Germany. They had the Steigl Brewery Radler Raspberry from Austria. And then they had a Dunkel from from Fensburg, Germany. And at first I was just going to go full bore and just get a pint of one of these. But I really want to try the different ones. So for the value, I was like, you know, we can get a flight. We can see which one we like. And then if we want to commit to that beer in Germany or we can move on to an, the next country. So the beer that stole the show for me at Epcot was the Raspberry Rattler from Austria at in Germany. This beer was probably one of the best beers I've had in Florida. It was refreshing. It was fruity. And I'm not a big fruity like beer guy, but for me, this beer was so refreshing and Shannon, shockingly, it was a 2% ABV beer. Wow. I was so surprised by that because it did not taste like a 2% beer. It did not drink like a 2% beer. And Brandon, we were talking about it as we were walking around. And the guy behind me is like, yep, can you imagine? It's only 2%. And I looked at you and I was like, 2%, that can't be right. Shandy's usually are like 4%. And then looked it up. Sure, lo and behold, 2%. Sure enough, I was like challenging James of like, no, there has to be another beer out there. <laughs> and he ran through, we ran through a list of beers. And we couldn't even come close. Yeah. So it's like borderline non-alcoholic. Yeah. I mean, it, but it, it didn't, it didn't lose any of the characteristics or flavors or techniques that I think some of the non-alcoholic beverages are lacking in. So for me, like that was a showrunner where I'm like, all right, we got to go back and get a pint of that. We never ended up doing that just because it got so hot later in the day and we kind of had done everything. But I would highly recommend if it's still there in Germany, get that Raspberry Rattler. Uh, 2%, again, if you have kids with you, you're going to go on Cosmic Rewind. That's a beer I'd recommend having before. 
if you're going to have a beer. So we covered the start. And then, Brandon, what's another country that you kind of pointed out that usually you'll go and get food from here, but we decided not to? But what would you recommend? So for food, I would say USA, uh, just because they specialize, like they have a barbecue restaurant. And I don't know about you, but if there's one thing you know about me, I love barbecue and I love beer. And put those two things together, I'm a happy guy. <laughs> but... You know, for this instance, we noticed, I believe we looked at a lot of menus for beer selection. You know, there's a lot of things we had already tried. So we didn't feel like it was, you know, we here to try normal American beer. Yeah. When you're at a, like yeah. Like they had the Anheuser-Busch beer. They had all like your stereotypical United States beers. Sam Adams. Sam Adams. All, all the regular big beer. Were you walking was, around, James? Were you just going around going... It's your cousin from Boston. Oh, I, I should have. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't a jerk. I didn't. I, I was very incognito and. <laughs> okay, an incognito. <laughs> an incognito Boston Bostonian in Florida, but that barbecue smelled amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think if we were gonna have like a full meal and like our plan of attack, which I think was also a good suggestion, was of getting small bites at the different stands and just picking throughout our tour of the countries since I hadn't been there in a long time or been old enough to actually appreciate the different countries and not be bored out of my mind because I'm like a seven-year-old delinquent. Also, I couldn't wait for you to go to the next country, which was probably another epic fail on my part. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, why don't you tell us about probably the biggest fail of Epcot for me. Oh, boy. I had seen... It was one of those things Shannon and James, that I had seen for myself, but never experienced, I had seen everybody getting this. In Japan, they have this frozen Kirin beer. I'm thinking, oh, this has to be ice cold. It has to be that frozen, frothy part is that head part would be frozen, sitting nicely, keeping the beer cool. And then James ordered it. And full disclosure, they had some false advertising, in my opinion, <laughs> where they had this ginormous souvenir glass with the frozen Kirin beer in it. And that's where, like, what they used, like, with the menu to show, like, hey, this is what frozen Kirin looks like. And I was like, oh, man, that looks great. I'll get that. And like, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with you. Like, I'll try it. Heck, I'm like, we're starting to get hot. It was probably like two in the afternoon at that point. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a, I'll give it a try. So, yeah, it was in a small plastic cup, probably like the size of like an eight ounce pour. And it was just not frozen whatsoever. And the way I picture it is if you put like some foam and you tried to make a little like a soft serve kind of pattern on top of a beer, that's what it looked like. But it was not the consistency of a soft serve. It was just foam on top of a light lager beer. Huh. It'd be like if you put a tiny hat on a big head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was not worth the $10 whatsoever. And then I also learned a key mistake. Uh, Probably a lot of people make as well as I tipped the guy. And and then you were, Brandon, you were giving me a look of like, why did you just tip him? And I'm like, what do you mean? I just tipped him. And And you're like, yeah, at Disney, like, they don't get the tips. And I'm like, you have got to be effing hitting me like after that bad beer and i tip the guy and i'm just like who gets the tips 
big, so big misnomer here. Um, and this is a little cast member tip from a former cast member. So the the cast members that are serving you alcohol around World Showcase, those are not, if you can believe it, tip roles. So you do not have to tip them. They are hourly workers. You know they make a they make a wage, but they do not get a tip. The only people in Epcot that would get a tip are at restaurants or James. When we went to Rose and Crown, that would be the appropriate spot to give a tip, not to any of the carts. All right, so any of the, like the stands, like you don't tip the people working the beer stands in the World Showcase, right. just the restaurants themselves, like you would at any other restaurant. So he just has to watch right. that tip go to the mouse so himself. It just, magically, I watch it like a little firework just going off over the castle that was nowhere close. And that also brings me to my other point of I was walking around being like, oh, I'm, I'm at Disney World, and you're just like, no, like, no. You're at Epcot, James? Get it you're right. Epcot, like... James, you, and I could hear Shannon's voice and me going, yeah, James, you big idiot. You're an Epcot. I didn't say you're a big idiot. And it's like, That's okay. you know, back <laughs> back when last time I've been there, it was just Disney World and that was it. That included Epcot, that included Magic Kingdom. But, you know, now it's like you have to specify, all right, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, uh, Hollywood Studios. You can't just walk around saying, oh, I went to That's Disney World. Because you will there. get made fun of, right, Brandon? The, the Disney yeah, people, it's a big... Yeah, as a former cast member, if you come up to me or any cast member and say, I'm looking for Disney World, they're going to look at you with five heads and say, guess what? You're in it. But if you say Magic Kingdom, they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because to me, Magic it's Kingdom now. is Disney World. That's how I always like. I have I not been there it, since so. it was downtown Disney and yep, not Disney Springs. Disney. So. <laughs> oh, so then we moved into Italy and they had a really cool bar in what was that restaurant called that you showed me in Italy? That was Tutto Gusto, and that is their take on a wine cellar in the heart of Italy. Yeah, that was a really cool spot. So if you're with people that want like a Blue Moon or like Peroni or like a couple just regular beers, but you have people with you that are like big wine drinkers, that's the bar that I would recommend. And you knew enough to just go and say, hey, we're just going to get a drink at the bar because there was a long wait to get into the restaurant, but there was nobody at the bar. So like we, we just went in, they're like, yep, you can go grab a drink at the bar, which a lot of people I think would just say like, Oh, there's a huge wait for the restaurant. Like I can't get a drink. So that was a good tip. Also fun. Another fun tip. So I would suggest anybody that is doing one of these parks, you know, whether it's you and Shannon um, with your daughter or even just as a couple, this would be a spot where I would suggest, hey, you've done half of Epcot. Now let's go somewhere where we can relax, catch some AC, maybe have a little appetizer, maybe a drink. This would be that place because they, as you saw, James, they have plenty of seating or in the restaurant. So if you were inclined, it's like, hey, we're just going to take an hour, kind of break this up, have a drink, and then we'll go out and finish up Epcot. And it's got air conditioning and it's covered and it's a really cool atmosphere so it's not like you're sitting inside and it's just like a courtyard of like a food court it's actually like aesthetically right. pleasing the people are happy to be working there um, it's just a great vibe that i would suggest going and then we passed through the viking area where frozen and all those other rides were 
And I really wanted one of those Bavarian beers, one of those Viking beers. But I was watching them try and pour from this cart, and it was just such a struggle. And they're like, sorry, like, to the people that got, like, maybe a quarter of the beer. And they're like, here, here's this quarter of a beer. Don't, like, don't pay. Like, there's something wrong with the system. So I was like, you know what? Like, we're not going to even deal with that because they're having issues. So... I just removed ourselves from a potential situation of you're going to get a bad <laughs> beer and you know why you're going to get a bad beer because it's just, they're just having technical issues. The savior, James. The savior. Oh, you know, I couldn't take another disappointing churro. Moral of the story. Okay. I was at this point, I was like, I'm not suggesting anything. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, well, I've had a disappointing food item and a disappointing beer item. I'm going to cut my losses and call it an even tie and just move on because there's better things uh, ahead. So that was Epcot. So again, the highlight, I would say it was the Rose and Crown in their fish and chips as well. I wish I had tried because that's one of their top sellers and they're famous for their fish and chips. And so I would recommend if you're going there, get a beer, get a whiskey drink um, the bartenders there are super knowledgeable as well. You can ask them kind of like what you like and they will find a drink on their menu for you or food pairing. And then you can take it to eat in there. You can sit at the bar or you can take it outside. So uh, that would be my top spot recommendation if you're going to Epcot. Then we moved, went to Disney Springs, a.k.a. former downtown Disney. Woohoo! Woohoo! Now this is the place to be where you don't have to pay admission to go. And if you're looking for drinks and food and just shopping, something for the kids as well, there's a lot of friendly, kid-friendly stores and attractions there. Head on down to Disney Springs. Uh, so we're going to just keep this focus to our top five bars slash restaurants um, that we would recommend for someone who's going to go to Disney Springs, who just wants to have a good time, get a cocktail, get a beer. So, Brandon, one of the w top five that we had was one of the first ones we went to. And this one seems to either be on Disney people's list or those diehard Disney people tend to hate on this place with a passion. So we're talking <laughs> about the Lava Lounge at the Rainforest Cafe. So what was one of the things that you were like, let's go to the Lava Lounge at Rainforest Cafe? Well, also, fun fact, I used to work at Rainforest. Oh. So this, this is near and dear to my heart. Um, but for me, I suggested it to you, James, because, one, because of the weather. It was beautiful weather. Um, two, because it was, for all intents and purposes, it was quiet, and you didn't have to deal with any of the noises from the inside of Rainforest Cafe. As you know, that can get very loud. And it's just a great vibe there of just hanging out by the water, you can have a drink, split an appetizer, and you know just feel like you're on a vacation. Um, and it's just one of my favorite spots. I think you had also said that it's a from scratch kitchen, correct? Yeah, correct. So it's a scratch kitchen, so they make everything in-house from scratch. Which was awesome, which is something I didn't realize or know about. I don't know if it's the whole chain or if it's just that location, but that kind of sold it to me as well. Like I didn't want something like all these frozen foods just tossed in a fryer and there you go. Does the inside of Rainforest Cafe still feel wet? 
I remember when I was a kid, it always just felt damp in there. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Especially in, I don't know how much was, of that was Florida humidity and how much was actual. Well, I guess maybe they just want you to make you feel like you're in a rainforest for real. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I just felt damp. <laughs> but yeah, that for was a great, a great little spot right on the water. Again, there was no one there, probably because everyone else was at these other locations that we're going to talk about. But their cocktails were amazing. Uh, we got the Mai Tais and the Tropical Punches, and those did the trick. Like, perfect, nice, strong, but well-balanced cocktails. We couldn't have asked for a better view. Not many ki- kids weren't going to the Lava Lounge. They were all going inside to the main restaurant. And again, the other option is if you don't mind the noise, that bar looked pretty cool because they had that giant fish tank. So if it was hotter than it was, so it was probably in what the low 80s when we went. If it was like those 90 plus days, I'd probably be like, that's the place to be of hit that the inside bar versus that lava lounge. Because again, they only had a couple fans, I think, outside and that would have gotten very hot very fast. So number two on our list we went to Jock Lindsay's hangar bar and you were the whole time being hangar bar, hangar bar, hangar bar. And shout out to Megan <laughs> too. Uh, your wife joined us when we were walking around Disney Springs and she was like, you got to take them to hangar bar. <laughs> and so we went to hangar bar. So Brandon, do you want to just briefly talk about hangar bar? And for those who don't know who Jock Lindsay is, he is in Raiders of the Lost Ark in the first scene or at the end of the first scene where he in the plane with the pet snake Reggie, which ironically is a drink on the menu at this bar, um, and he takes off with Indiana Jones. So, um, but this is a great hangout spot. This is this place gets very popular on the weekends. Um, just the overall vibe, uh, the seating is nice. Again, if they're seating inside and they're seating outside, uh, you can sit right on the water. Again, they also have a great selection of alcoholic drinks as well as beers and the decor is fantastic and if i'm not mistaken they actually have actual props from indiana jones set uh don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure they do <laughs> yeah is the boulder uh, there? i'm pretty Definitely. sure they do and i think the hangar yeah. itself is an actual like the it, building itself is actually an airplane hangar like a real airplane hangar well, i don't know about real i don't know <laughs> but it's made to look like it's made i don't know do you Magic at Disney. James. Okay, well, you know what? Um, it looked real to me. Okay, so. <laughs> and I will yeah. say the one thing about this place, like the theming was on point. And again, I'm kind of shooting myself in my own foot here of that. I really didn't know the Indi- Indiana Jones movies that well. Maybe seen them <laughs> once in my life. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is where you get all the people saying, I'm not going to listen. Jones. Anyways, uh, so I didn't really get a lot of the Indiana Jones, like, subtle Easter eggs that were throughout the hangar bar itself, where I'm sure is, like, you were, like, you would probably know if you liked Indiana Jones or watched it a lot, you would pick up on certain Easter eggs within the place, which is kind of cool that they incorporated in, you either don't need to even know Indiana Jones existed to still love the vibe of just like, oh, this is a super cool vibe with maps everywhere and and just like the decor was spot on. Or if you're an Indiana Jones fan, you can take it to the next level of like picking out Easter eggs in, in that spot. So I highly recommend it both ways of if you're an Indiana Jones fan or not. 
And I will just say that the indoor bar is very small. Like the amount of seats, I think at that bar, I think it was what, like 10 seats. Don't quote me on that, but it was very small. So I can see that place getting packed. So just keep that in mind. If you have more than two people in your party, just plan ahead to make sure if you want to sit inside, you want to sit right at the bar, you plan ahead. All right. Number three, this was one of my favorites. And also, again, some Disney fanatics will say this is the most overrated place at Disney Springs, the Edison. So I this has been on my list to go in there. Last time I was at Disney Springs, I was there before they had opened for the day. So I didn't actually get to go in there, but the theming is kind of prohibition style, very speakeasy-like, and they do live shows at night. So this was one of those places where I knew the cocktails were going to be good. I wasn't going to go in here and order a beer. I'm sorry. I know this is a craft beer and homebrewing podcast, but this is where the mixologists, the only reason that you would go into the Edison if you're not just getting the food is for their craft cocktails because they have mixologists at, I think they had two or three bars, Brandon, in this place. I believe it's, I believe it's three if I'm not mistaken. And they had, you know, it was just a great vibe. Again, their appetizers. Again, this place is very pricey, so that's probably why a lot of the haters hate on this place as well. But I would say one of the best things here was the $19 candied four pieces of thick-cut bacon appetizer. <laughs> and it comes dripping on a clothesline. And is I, that the description, or is that no, your description? No, that's my description. <laughs> I think it was something like candied bacon appetizer or something like that. We ordered, like, there was three of us. I didn't realized that it had only four pieces again the presentation was there it was just you're gonna drool when you see it and it tasted as good and i'm glad i spent that twenty dollars on those four pieces of bacon <laughs> it was well oh, worth it you. it was well worth it the best bacon you've ever had um probably yeah yeah i guess All it right. would be the best bacon i've ever had what about you brandon was it the best bacon you've ever had Easily, you know, when okay. the, you know that it's bacon, we were all like three dogs just staring at it. <laughs> and I would suggest pairing this with their bootlegger bourbon. That was by far my favorite cocktail that they did. And their burgers were incredible as well. Uh, we had the Edison burger and that was well worth it. So again, I thought it was well worth the money. I wouldn't go there if I had kids though. Uh, it's more of to me, it would be more of like a date night vibe. or oh, date night. And again, Shannon's like getting jealous here. That I was, yeah, I was on like, a date with, with Brandon and Megan. I was the third wheel on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, Brandon, uh, you and Megan can stay here. I'll just go move myself to the bar and I'll let you guys enjoy that clothesline bacon, like Lady in the <laughs> Tramp with some bacon. So it had the vibe for sure, especially without having to go into a theme park and pay an admission to get that kind of experience. So I really appreciated that out of this restaurant. What are your last two, James? All right, last two. So this one, I'm going to defer to Brandon because this one was one that you had suggested and you can go ahead and say why. Yeah, it's too bad we didn't get here. It's on the far end of the... Cirque du Soleil side of Disney Springs and it's City Works Eatery and Poorhouse Restaurant. And now they have over 80 taps of brews. I think they call it like their 80 beers on the wall, you know, type of gag. It is too bad we didn't get there because I'm sure there would have been some beers, especially IPAs, that would have been interesting to try. 
So we just didn't have the time. <laughs> so, of course, the one place that had the millions of beers, I didn't go to. But um, there's always next time. There's always next time. And we do, we are going back to Florida. And I'm bringing Shan this time. So we'll have to check that out when we go. And number five, Wine Bar George. So they do wine and small plates. And this was on, I think, everybody's Disney lists that know Disney in and out for Disney Springs. Would you agree with that pick, Brandon? Or have you not been there? Well, I've actually been to one. Ironically, that is where I asked Megan to be my girlfriend. Um, so I have fond memories of White Bar George. It's a, it's a great place to, you know, it's open to anybody. Maybe not so much kids, um, but whether you're going out to eat with your mom or going out to eat as a date, um, it's a great place to stop in, have a glass of wine, maybe share a couple appetizers and just kind of hang out. It's low-key, you know, not stuffy type of place. Yeah, and, and I think that also gives something to people that aren't looking for beer or like a craft cocktail if they're a big wine uh, connoisseur. Or yeah, that yeah. was the first place that I that I found out that they have uh, wine on tap. If you can Ooh. believe it, wine on tap. There you go. I can believe it. <laughs> Maybe I'll go there. <laughs> All right, and now we're ta- <laughs> now we're taking a short drive outside of Epcot and Disney Springs. And we're going to talk about our brewery experience at Rock Pit Brewing, where they actually were having food trucks. I think it, we went on a, it was Friday night. Yes. Yes, it was Friday night. Uh, they had food trucks, which smelled amazing. They had amazing barbecue at the brewery itself, too, which I really like when breweries can do really amazing food to pair with their beers that they make. So this brewery had kind of a industrial meets like mining meets rustic vibe, I guess I'd describe it. And it was just, we, you know, we just sat right down, had no issues getting in, but it got busy fast. So I'm glad we got there when we did and we were able to get a table. And one of our funniest uh, experiences, Brandon, Dave, who was, walking around and just collecting empty glasses and he had some shirt on that said like fuck it i'm dave or something yeah yeah Um, did he work there no so (laughs) we so we were like puzzled at this guy because he was just going around collecting glasses he wasn't wearing like you know like the brewery's t-shirts i'm like what is this guy doing he comes over he's just like oh i'll take you i'll take your empties and he's like Huh, my name's Dave. And we're like, oh, hi, Dave. And he's just like, yeah, see, I have this great thing going where, you know, I don't work here, but I take empties and I go up to the bar and see that spot over there? That's my spot at the bar. And I sit there and they'll give me beer for bringing back the glassware all night. So he's like, it's my unofficial job. And, I, and we're okay. just like, okay. And he's like, yeah, my name's Dave. And he like held out his T-shirt. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, it, I mean, awesome, right? If that was is true, that they, you know, would appreciate him for basically instead of having someone walking around getting glassware, he's helping them out in that manner. So I don't know if that's actually true. But, you know, who's to say? He's Dave. And, you know, you can <laughs> see them him on your Instagram if you don't believe us. He's on there. What was your favorite thing about this brewery, Brandon? And this was actually my recommendation to take you here. And I and don't think you've ever been there in you're a Floridian. So um, what was your favorite part about this brewery? 
You are correct. I've never been here. And I just love the overall vibe, the decor, the energy in that place. I love the idea of having food trucks, which is insane, right? Because if you think about it, they already serve food, but then they had food trucks come. So typically, I mean, that's a wild concept, right? If they already serve food. But you're right. I do love also that the food matched the offering that they had for beer. I believe I had a couple of Pilsners and it went great with, I had a brisket slider and it was so good and it worked really well together. Yeah, that, that, that looks that's amazing. what makes a brewery great. I found a picture of Dave. <laughs> Shannon's fact checking. <laughs> he Brandon looks and I. like, is it Dr. Hammond from Jurassic Park? Yes, that's, that's what, what we were saying. Like. That's what we were saying. And also shout out to Bobby, uh, one of Brandon's friends um, that I had met at Brandon's wedding. Um, and he joined us for this lovely uh, brewery meetup. And yeah, we had a blast. And you guys had just missed Dave's birthday. I know. Oh. Well, happy birthday, Dave, if you're listening to this podcast after we've insulted you, probably. I mean, I, I thought it was great. I, you know, well, He was online. He is the, the brewery said that he is the official glass picker-upper. So He did a good job. I have to admit, he did a great job. I would just, I was like, uh-oh, like this guy's going to just pick up our glasses and just shatter them everywhere. I've seen it before where, you know, someone tries to be helpful, but they've had too many and they just make it worse so don't be that guy or girl but if you do see empty glasses just bring them up to the bar it really does help and it allows the brew tenders to do what they do their craft recommending beers and getting the beers out there i had the dry rubbed wings and these were probably the best wings i've had in a long time and i usually don't like getting wings just because then your fingers are all nasty. And especially if you're trying to have a conversation with when somebody. On a date with Brandon. <laughs> we were not on a date. This was uh, men. We we're men, right? We're, we're out That's having right. beers and, and debauchery. And I don't know. No, <laughs> not really. Uh, but I, I thought it paired really well with their double take cold IPA, which is probably the first cold IPA that I've actually enjoyed. I usually tend not to like cold IPAs. And not by temperature, I mean the style of cold IPA. The Phantom New England IPA was amazing. And I was shocked by this because Florida, I would not think, would have amazing New England IPAs coming from the East Coast, being a little snotty. Um, Florida is on the East Coast. I just want to point that out. Well, they're in the Southern East Coast. (laughs) I mean, New England itself. You know, New England IPAs. Whatever. All right, fact checker over there. Yeah, they're West Coast. Florida's West Coast. (laughs) They're in a different country, okay? Um, I mean, <laughs> it's not a wrong statement. But the, one of the other great things was just the brew tenders were just so friendly in having conversation, and it got busy too. And I'm like, all right, like, yeah, you don't have to, you know, keep chatting up about every beer that you have. Like, I'm great and, like, awesome that you are passionate about every beer. Like, oh, if you like this beer, and like, have you tried this one? Have you tried that one? And then they give me the ringer of, well, do you like Moonshine? And I'm just like, moonshine? I'm like, you mean a moonshine beer? And the laughter was like across the room of like all the brew tenders must have get it all the time of like people who are just like in awe of like, wait, you have moonshine? Where I was just like, beer? Like a moonshine after beer? And like, no, like we in-house have been transitioning to also make 
moonshine. And we have a regular moonshine, and then we have a jalapeno moonshine. Hmm. Which one, Shannon, do you think I want more? The regular. Yeah. 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 She knows it too well. <laughs> uh, but so th- they went over, and I tried it, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of counterintuitive to a brewery where you also have moonshine, but I'm like, I guess if you have the, you know, the niche of like you also have moonshine but then she went into detail of they're expanding the brewery and they're going to be in- including moonshine to their menu and including the jalapeno moonshine and they're moving into the space that was formerly the orlando homebrew supply shop another one bites the dust so i was sad by that after i had just posted the picture of the or- orlando homebrew supplies garage and i'm like oh man it's closed like dang and then she <laughs> she gives me the ring of, oh, well, yeah, like, they are super nice, and, you know, like, we're moving into their space, and I'm just like, oh. I guess the the good thing is that it's a craft beer yeah, right. facility going in and but not, But it's still sad. Like I'm like, something. oh, man, like, my homebrewing heart is very... So if you are someone that, are a homebrewer that's from the Orlando Homebrew Supplies, or that's where you got your supplies... Uh, DM us and let us know where you're getting your supplies now <laughs> and if you're crying as much as I was for you when I heard that. But again, like Shan said, hopefully it's no bad blood and then it's just good that you can have yeah. some pints at Rock Pit. Maybe they'll get to drink for free. Maybe. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, Brandon, do you have any last words or suggestions you want to give to our listeners? And do not tell Shannon to have a magical day. Brandon loves me. He would oh, never say man. that to me. I'm glad you guys know what that means. <laughs> no, I can really appreciate what you said also about the about the glass. Because I went to, on vacation, I went to a brewery as well. And they gave me a monogram, a monogram glass. They have us both monogram glasses. And I said to Megan, I said, hey, James told me that this is actually interesting that they're even giving you a monogram glass as opposed to just a generic glass because anybody could just walk out with mm-hmm. that glass. And I was like, hey, make sure when we're done, we need to go and drop these off at the act bar. Yeah. To get those glasses. <laughs> so I really appreciate that etiquette, James. I thought that way. So look at that. You taught me something. I gave you no help at the park. <laughs> you taught me something that I actually applied it to something. No, your recommendations were spot on. And again, there's so many things. And I think the best piece of advice is just tailor the trip to what you like and not necessarily what's most popular or what all Disney quote-unquote fanatics or influencers say to do. Plan your trip around what you like, what beers you like, kind of experience you want to have, and you'll have a great time nonetheless. And go on Cosmic Rewind at Epcot. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, that was James's parting words. And have a a magical day. Have a hoppy day. (laughs) Have a magically hoppy day. Yes. Okay. Well, (laughs) thank you, everyone. Thank you, Brandon, for joining us. Thank you, everyone. Just everyone for your input. (laughs) Thank Thank you, Brandon, for joining us on this special episode of Double Hoppy. We really appreciate your input. It was so much fun, guys. I can't wait to listen. Okay, well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Double Hoppy. If you are a home brewer and you want to come on our show and tell your story, feel free to direct message us on Instagram at Double Hoppy Podcast. And remember to follow us on Instagram. That's how we meet new people and new homebrewers just like you. Please rate, review, and subscribe on all of your podcast platforms. This has been Double, Double Hoppy. Hoppy. Catch, Catch you on, on the, the brew side. side.